You're listening to me, Josie, aka Josie Lifts Things, and this is my podcast, Josie Talks About Things, where I talk about all things and the things people don't talk about. Welcome to me. Three, two, one, we're off. <laughs> I can't just stop. Welcome back <laughs> to my podcast. Um, I'm <laughs> put on the spot here I wasn't ready to start but we're gonna carpe diem and seize the night because it's midnight <laughs> and we're gonna go from there so we I have we have actually have someone here to help me in the background um but we're gonna have some juicy stuff for you this evening or day wherever you are in the world at this time um we're gonna talk about aliens now I love aliens I don't know about you, but I'm a sucker for a good alien conspiracy. I love my true crime stuff too, which is like kind of like, I guess, no, nah, it's two different things. Anyway, oh, I'm just not ready right now. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to start off with what I've been doing lately. And then we're going to go into like my recommendation for this week. And then we're going to go into like talking about aliens and like alien documentaries and all the good stuff. Right. So. What have I done? I think the last podcast, I think, did I upload it when we're in Melbourne? Was that the last one? No, it was last week when I was working. Um, but basically we went to Melbourne since then and we caught a plane, funnily enough, but like, cause of like COVID and everything, haven't caught, a po- actually not even cause of COVID, just cause like I haven't had a holiday. I haven't caught a plane. I'm going to say in years. So that was my first like catching a plane experience for a very long time. Um, and I'm like itching to travel, but anyway, that's besides the point. Um, went to Melbourne, little mini holiday. We couldn't go to Tasmania because there were no higher cars. We were like the flights and everything were fine, but like you obviously it's an Island, right? So you have to like hire a car to like get anywhere. And there were literally no hire cars on the whole Island. I'm so glad that we like found that out before we actually booked the flights. Cause imagine if we'd booked the flights and then be like, we can't go anywhere. <laughs> um, but then we were like going to go to Queensland, but they had an outbreak up there. So we didn't go there. And then we didn't really have anywhere else to go. Like, I'm not really, to be honest, like, sorry if you live there, but I'm not really interested in like South Australia <laughs> or like Perth or anything at this point in time. Maybe there might be things that change my mind. I don't know. I don't want to offend anyone, but like, sorry, <laughs> I'm from Sydney. Why are you putting your head in your... <laughs> Hoodie. I'm trying not to breathe into the microphone. You'll be fine. Um, a little taste of your voice over there hiding in the background. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't feel like, you know, going there. So the only other place left to go is Melbourne. Now, I'd been to Melbourne a couple times, but I was basically working. So I would kind of obviously like get there, work stay in where I was working at and then go to work again. I never really like saw Melbourne that much. So like while I'd been to Melbourne, like, I don't know, 10 times, I'd never actually been around Melbourne properly, if that makes sense. So when we were like meant to Melbourne and like, it was pretty good because I actually got to like actually see Melbourne and like do a little bit more rather than just work. And um, it was pretty funny because when we were down there, we were like, oh, let's find other things to do. And we like Googled like the top couple of things to do in Melbourne we'd already done like all of them by accident like we just walked around (laughs) Melbourne city and like done these tourist things that like I remember like on the way to breakfast one morning we'd walked through this park and then when we got home like or back to the hotel or whatever um we were like oh we walked through that park and it was on like the tourist list of things to do what's what was it called the park 
What what was it called? Yeah, there's lots of parks you walk through. Which one? No, the one that was on like the list of things to do in Melbourne. And we'd already walked through Fitzroy. Oh, Fitzroy Gardens, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been knew to Fitzroy that. Gardens. Yeah, we we kind of walked around the edge of it on the way to breakfast. We walked through it. Yeah. I there guess was a guy on the yeah. seat, and we yep. walked through there. That guy on the seat. That's the main attraction of Fitzroy Gardens, is <laughs> no, the guy on the seat. He was there on his laptop, and you were like, go, hun, hun, go sit at a, at a desk. Yeah, go buy a coffee, mate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So we went through there, and then we went through a couple other things where... What else did we... What was on that list of things that... Uh, like Melbourne Zoo. Um, well, we didn't do that. That was not Promenade, my... We didn't do that. Carlton like... Carlton Gardens, we didn't do that. Okay, you're not uh, helping me. The, the, the museum, we didn't do that. <laughs> oh, that's not... <laughs> Basically, I think Melbourne is a trip. Um, I think the best it was best put by the, the girl in Zara to you, where you yes. were like, I haven't done anything yet. I've just been shopping. And she said, that's Melbourne. No. We, yeah. Yeah. I was like, all I've done is like shop and go yeah. to a cafe and drink coffee. She's like well, then you've done Melbourne. Yeah, you've done what you need to do. And I was like, oh, fair. But basically they had Ligon Street for dinner, which we did. Um, they had shopping on, you know, the the, the malls, which we did, Burke Street Mall. Um, they had go and see a show at the Princess Theatre, which we did. Which we did, yeah. All that sort of stuff. So speaking we, we, speaking yeah. of, yeah, the show on. was Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And, yeah, and the Cursed Child. Yeah, yeah, so it's like the sequel to like, it's the next set in the story. So I guess if she decides to go and write another story, it continues on from this. It's like it's part of the series. It's not a spin-off. It's part of the official story. Yeah, but I have an issue. I have a few issues with it. Yeah, I know. Go on. <laughs> no, like make oh, it... Oh, about Harry Potter. Okay. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> no, no, go on. This go is on. my partner, everyone, by the go way. On. He's just helping me with like the technical side of this because I'm s- your girl struggling. <laughs> and he's like here to just like bounce stuff off each other. But anyway, um, and help me recash, recash, no, rehash things yeah. that I forget. I'm researching some stuff now for the re- end of the podcast. So. Perfect. So basically you do all the work and I, <laughs> yeah. and I just talk. Yeah. Um, but you'll be making a little bit of appearances here and there, just helping me out and all that so um yeah have an issue with jk rowling rowling what's her name i think rowling is this a thing where like people don't know i thought it was real i think it's rolling is it not rowling i don't know anyway that's that a whole girl. other episode <laughs> that's what i say every time yeah. <laughs> um her that yeah. lady yeah who wrote harry potter write it as a goddamn book like we watched this play script and like, obviously, it, so it's a live show, right? So, like, like you go to the theatre to see, like, Lion King or whatever and they're, like, dressed up and there's actual humans doing the singing and the dancing and everything. That's what it was like, right? I'm pretty sure you guys would know what I'm talking about. I didn't know. I'll just interject very quickly. Yeah, okay. Make yourself at home. In her recent interview with The Weekend magazine, she made it clear that it rhymes with bowling. What's it? Rolling. Rolling. We... So we got it right. We oh, right. we did? We oh, correct. okay. Yeah, that yeah. was neither of our options. Yeah. Okay. All right. She says her name is normally pronounced as in it rhymes with howling, so rowling, and she just doesn't bother to correct anyone, but it's actually rolling. There was... This happened to another famous singer. Oh, it was actually... Oh, this is it. It was actually Ariana Grande. Mm. And her name's her, not Grande. It's not Grande. It's... What is it? I don't know. I'm going to look that up too. Look that up yeah, too. Right. Get, yeah, get yeah. to work. <laughs> uh, let's take a stab in the dark. Because I remember she was like, it's Grande. actually... 
Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a slab in the, slab in the No, dark. I think you're right. And I also think you have to come a little bit closer. Yeah, well, well come on, I'm Googling. <laughs> um, Ooh. What? Ariana Grande. Oh. So. Okay. No, I think that was wrong. Yeah, it's Grandy. Yeah, it's Grandy. Yeah, you're. that's it. That's it. There you go. Yeah, because I remember her that being in a, in a uh, she was actually on a podcast, I think maybe I could get that wrong with someone else. And she was just like, she said her name like real casual and it wasn't Grande. And, yeah. and I remember everyone being like, oh my God. Anyway, that was a big sidetrack. Let's get back to the point. Write it as a book. I was there. I watched the play script. Like, okay, it was, it was good. Like, I like the fact that it was like, I obviously a continuation onto the story that I've grown up with my entire life and I got to know what happened next. I liked that. I would rather though buy the book at the show and go home and read the book and it's a book. Don't write it as a play. I don't know. I just want to read it. Like I don't want to read a play. That was my issue. Plus what was my other issue? Why didn't we like it? It went for too long. It was two nights. Yeah, it was two nights and it was two nights. So that's four acts. So that's sorry. That's four acts, right? So there's, Two acts per night when you go to a show at the theatre, which is act one normally goes for 90 minutes or two hours, intermission, 20 minutes, come back and do another one. This was four acts four over acts. two nights. That is a total of nearly eight hours of sitting or longer than that, probably, oh, probably like 10 hours of show that we sat through, Yeah, which I think was necessary for the story. The way you she'd written it. You couldn't, couldn't have made... condensed it because you needed... Yeah. But but I, I, I think that I... It, it kind of ruined it. So... In a way, it was like the last two movies that it needed. The last book needed to be split up into two movies. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, do you that can't with get play. around it. It wasn't. It wasn't like the movies where it's like good enough that you're okay that it's split up. It was kind of like it really going. But only the last act I kind of actually enjoyed. The rest of it was like just painful to wait for the last. Yeah, act. we did like though, like because I think in, I haven't seen many plays in my life. You yeah, have. I've seen a few. Yeah, but I think that this one they kind of took out the dancing and the musical part and they just made it like magic tricks and stuff. Yeah. So, I liked that. So they replaced, when you go to a, a show, traditionally it's, it's musical theater. They have songs. That's why you go to the Lion King, you go for the costumes, you go for the songs, you go for all that sort of stuff. Like mm. Aladdin was another popular one. Same thing. They took all that out of it. There was no singing. There wasn't even one moment of singing in this show. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't, I like the musical side right. of theater. I appreciate the like, because you watch the band play when you go to the theatre. So where that, that water case was at the front, yeah, there's usually a band there but actually sitting below the stage that you can watch playing the so- the music for the songs. Oh, okay. So I love that experience. They took that away and they did like actual magic tricks, which was like tricks you'd see if you went to watch A Magician. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Which is like, cool, which is different. It yeah. was cool. Yeah. Like I remember sitting there, um, for those that you don't know, um, at the very front of the stage, there was like this long rectangle and they used that as like a water bucket where they'd gone in and out. You know, like for like the Triwizard Tournament with like the... Falling in the lake. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they used that for the the, the water. Yeah, um, which was cool. It was cool. Yeah. And there was also this one scene and I keep going on about it, but they had like this bed put in as a prop, right? And then Hagrid like shook the bedspread. When the bedspread fell on the bed, there was people in it. How? You saw the people. No, you didn't. Didn't he put the bedspread down and the people were gone? No. The, One the, of the ways, yeah. The bed came out. The bed was empty. Empty. It was he, flat. Yes, it was flat. He he f- 
I'm trying to do it. <laughs> no one can see like me when besides you, you. Like when you have a doona and you, you like throw it to like get the doona to fill yeah. into the cover. Like you're throwing like it to like sh- flatten shook it out it up. your bed. Yeah. Yeah. He like shook the doona up and then yeah. as it landed on the bed. There was people under there it. There was people under it and you had bodies, like body bumps and then they got out of bed and those people It was in the actually bed. them. It wasn't just like a trick. It was like, well, it was a trick, but I mean, it wasn't a prop. It was yeah. the actual humans. But no, like when you're at the theater, you're not looking. At, not everyone's not looking from the same angle. Yeah, it's it's a it's a half circle, so everyone gasps. So obviously, like it was obviously pretty crazy. they did it. It was pretty well, crazy how they did it. Yeah, and there was like a couple other things where like you know how if you see like a floating object or something, you can see sort of the hand that is holding it in the background yeah. or like something like that. I saw like hardly any hands. Like I was looking for them. They did really well. They did well. My point is that they did well, and I'm not mad about the fact that there was no musical in it. I'm not. Gonna I lie. honestly think you would have loved it if it was one night. I really yeah. think the fact that they stretched it out over 10 odd hours was the painful part, but the actual show was good. And if they had found a way to mm. compress it into one night, I would have even sat there for a potentially a third act on the same night if it was exciting the whole way through. You're right. I think they need to... Just condense- the two nights part was tough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so... <laughs> I'll go back to researching. <laughs> you had a real... I like it. Um, okay. So last podcast as well was obviously the one with my mum and everyone really liked that one. So that was so good. And I'm, I have a, a few people be like, oh, bring her back. Like, you know, do like a segment with her every now and again. So I think I might do that depending if she likes it. But they're going to have obviously have more guests and stuff in the future. But that was really cool that you liked my mum. Everyone's like, oh, you guys laugh the same. I'm like, <laughs> I know. Where do you think I got it from? Um... Okay, so I think I'm going to move into the recommendation that I have for this week. If you heard me last week, I'm going to like tell you what I like and what I'm like into for that week and or whatever it is. So this one isn't what I'm into for this week. This is what I've been into for like years. But um, like I said before, I love true crime. I love like um, alien conspiracies, any kind of conspiracy, like conspiracy with like time and like, um, you know, things like that. I like conspiracies and I like learning like true crime cases like all about like you know Madeline McCann like John Bonet Ramsey like the um Lacey Peterson like I like learning about and hearing those things and there's one um my recommendation for this week is Kendall and her husband Josh they do a podcast together called Mile Higher um they also put it on their YouTube um so I listen to the podcast because you can't I don't I'm too pleb for YouTube um, paid. So I, once I exit the YouTube app, I can't listen to it. So I always listen to the podcast on Spotify, um, but they have it on YouTube and Spotify. And sometimes when I feel like watching them, I'll listen to the YouTube. I'm rambling on, but basically, yeah, they're called Mile Higher. They're a American um, husband and wife duo. And they talk about like true crime cases. Um, they talk about like conspiracies and aliens. And that's like kind of like a bit of what I want my podcast to be like, not like them, but like I want true crime and stuff and aliens and stuff in my podcast. Cause I love that stuff. So yeah, that's my recommendation for this week. Um, mile higher. Her name's Kendall. She actually, I found their podcast through her YouTube. So she has a YouTube called Kendall Ray. Um, I don't know she's got a few million subscribers, um, but I watch her YouTube videos. So she'll YouTube, um, make YouTube videos about like cases and stuff. And I listen to hers and I've listened to her for like, oh, years now. Um, her husband, Josh, has his own podcast called Lights Out and it's a bit more like dark and like gory um, cases, but like Kendall and him like, 
with their mile high one together, they kind of keep it like just the normal cases and things like that. And her YouTube on her own is like sick too. So that's my recommendation. I listen to every single podcast that they have um, when it comes out and then like her YouTube videos too. So that's what I'm into for this week. And it leads me right on into the topic, topic, the topic for this week, which is going to be like this alien documentary that we watched. Well, aliens in general, but like this alien documentary more so. Um, And this is what the topic is going to be. So we're going to talk about aliens today (laughs) and probably for a few times after this, because I love aliens and I love talking about aliens. And this is actually a reason why I like having you here today. Um, because I, we like talk about aliens, uh, like not a lot, but like we bounce off each other when we talk about aliens and, um, it might actually be interesting. We kind of actually almost agree and it might be cool to have someone that like doesn't agree with what I say <laughs> or aliens, but I think it's cool that we both like, yeah. like talking about aliens and like stuff like that so that we can be like, oh my God, yeah. Um, now you're probably going to have to help me a little bit more than you're planning to because I don't remember much about this documentary. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's called The Phenomenon. Um, Phen- phenomenon. 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 It, I, I recommend that it's worth looking at. The thing is, it's a it's an independent film, so it's not backed by a studio or anything like that. What does that mean? That means the filmmaker funds the film. Oh he yeah, you did. Yeah. So what that means is, if you want to if you want to watch it, basically, um, I think there might be free versions rolling around the internet somewhere. But if you go to YouTube, you will have to pay like four bucks or whatever to watch it. And personally, I think it's worth it because it's like yes. cool that someone makes this sort of content it's not like a youtube video it's no. a it's a proper documentary he's Doco. just using youtube as a vessel to sell it basically is that what we watched it on we watched it on youtube yeah oh yeah. and that's you can, really good well, you can buy tv shows and movies on youtube and watch them it's the same as that right um but it, it's just it i think it's worth paying the four bucks rather than going and getting a copy somewhere and watching it because it was it was really good uh, and it was if you're into that sort of stuff it's pretty interesting but basically it, it it's not the type of thing that just goes through a storyline he goes and interviews people who've had encounters in their lifetime that have been well documented so encounters that have been on the news encounters that are famous and we know about them he then goes and interviews those people now some 30 40 years later and asks them questions and basically he grills them to see if their story's changed he gets information out of them and probably most interestingly out of it all he finds out what their life has been like since since so you had people who've been like a policeman remember the policeman who saw the saucer when he was off duty who ended up losing his job at the force (gasps) because the fbi came and told him to shut up and he wouldn't that's right so he lost his job and and when you look at other stories as we go through this, which I'll let you lead into, or we'll, we'll get to, uh, a very similar pattern emerges of these people who've had encounters then get followed up by yeah. enforcement and yeah. told to shut up. And they all have the same story. It's really yeah. interesting. So I'm not going to sit here with this episode and like tell you what happens in the documentary, like yeah. step by step. I mean, if people want to know about they should go alien and watch it. stuff, they should watch it. Yeah. But we can go into more detail in the future and something if they want to know. I mean, I'm sure we could talk for a long time. Oh, we this. could talk for so long about aliens. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like... We'll give that, them a mini taste today. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm just going to like talk about the things that like stood out for me yeah. and be like... Yeah, I agree. I'm basically going to pose more questions and answers. I'm not going to lie. Well, you can throw questions at me. I've done a bit of research, so I'm Have able you? to answer some for you. Since I, when? I've got the... I've, since you were talking before I was on mute looking at some stuff, but I basically got um, some interviews done with the people from 
a few of the things in that movie. Oh. So, so the school landings and stuff. So my thing is that stood out for me, a few of them, but a big one for me is that with these people that he went to follow up with and f- went to see and mm. um, went to gather their story yeah. about what happened to them, a pattern to me emerged where these alien encounters and like where these aliens seem to pop up or decide to land were always sort of around like schools or children or, you know. Figures of authority that weren't in lots of big numbers. So the cop off duty or like a a person who, like a council person or whatever, it was always someone by themselves or in small groups or children. children. Yeah. And like my question is then, again, me posing more questions than answers. I'm just kind of discussing what I've found in this documentary. But like, why small children? Because... Maybe they don't see them as a threat. Yeah. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're the same height as them because I feel like in that documentary, all the children describe them being the exact same way. Like, how can all these kids, yeah, lo- like make up a story and them all be the exact well, same? Because didn't they put them into different rooms or interview them yep. at different times? Yep. And they all seem to still draw the they made alien. Them, they made them draw what they saw. And, and they made all the them same. talk about what they saw. And all their pictures were very similar. Yeah. All their descriptions of the aliens were very similar. And their descriptions of the experience was really similar. Yes. So if you remember, they all felt... Is it telepathy? So, they, yes. Yeah, they all felt like a telepathic connection with the alien where they felt what they they weren't communicating like you and I talk. Yes. They were feeling what the alien was trying to say to them and they understood it, which is really interesting. So what they said was that, and they basically Mm. said like, they didn't, she like, I just felt a feeling of calm wash over me. And I just knew that they weren't going to hurt me. I think she was saying, don't quote me on it, but she was just like saying like, I just felt it. And I felt um, oh, what did she say? There was something that they all said that they just felt it. Well, um, if you'd like, I can read the yes. the interview. Or someone has someone else who didn't, not the filmmaker, has gone there to do an article on it. But I can read that article basically. Oh, and I'll give you're you so helpful. Yeah. Thank so, you. So look, it says um, it's almost it, it like says, this is what you're here for. <laughs> we were at a small uh, elementary school outside the capital of Zimbabwe, listening to Elsa, not her real name. Describe her encounter last September 16 uh, with an alien being with alien being in all 60 children ages 6 through 12 reported seeing one of large and several smaller spaceships land and hover over scrubby bushland adjoining their playground. The 12 children were interviewed over the course of two days and all described the same event with a steady consistency of detail. In addition to the spaceships, spaceships, the the children had seen two strange beings, one sitting on one of the spaceships and the other running back and forth in the grass, bouncing as if he were on the moon, but not quite so much. And that's quote what the children said, bouncing as if he were on the moon, but not quite so much. That's how children would talk, I guess. True. Um, the beings were described as described as black with long heads and eyes as big as rugby balls with thin arms and legs, which there is a picture here, which you can't show, but essentially what like an alien looks like. What you like think big, it looks like. A big triangular sort of shaped head or a big brainy Dome. sort of head with like oval shaped massive rugby ball eyes. And yeah. yeah. Um, 
uh, with thin arms and legs. The event took place during the children's morning recess while the teachers were in a staff meeting. Many of the younger children were very scared and cried. And here's a quote. At first, I thought it was a gardener, one fourth grade told us. Then I realized it was an alien. The event lasted about 15 minutes, the children said, before the spaceships uh, faded from view. But even in their state of fear, many children reported also being curious and fascinated by the strange beings they saw, whose eyes in particular commanded an intense attention, which for me says the aliens had something that drew the children in to be curious. That's kind of how I read that, like their eyes were making them look at them and listen to them because yeah. obviously they have a message to tell. Elsa told us she thought these beings wanted to tell us something about our future and how the world is not going how the world is going to end because we don't look after our planet or oh, the air. Yes, that's what they said. They were saying how the aliens somehow were were trying this telepathically, telling them that, yeah, the world we're not sustainable you know. I remember that now. You're right. This is yeah. why you're here. And look <laughs> this bit might give you goosebumps, but it does for me. I because I I I believe this happened and I believe it because of watching this movie. It's very convincing. Um, Anyway, she said she felt horrible inside when she got home that day. Like all the trees will go down and there'll be no air. Yes. People will be dying. The thoughts came from the man, but they came from the man's eyes, (gasps) which is like creepy, right? So (gasps) Isabel, which is a different girl, a composed and articulate 10 year old echoed Elsa's feelings. And her quote is, he was just staring. He was scary. We were trying not to look at him because he was scary. But my eyes and my feelings went with him. What came through her conscious as she looked at the being was, quote, we are doing harm to the earth. <gasps> I've got so goosebumps. These are two girls that I got goosebumps. who were there who have said the same thing being interviewed in separate rooms. They looked at the eyes. See what I mean? They're saying the same thing. Yeah. And when they looked at the alien's eyes, that's when they felt what the alien was trying to say. Nothing was actually said. See, that's that's mm. telepathic. And they both said the same thing. And then, so, you know what? That's so interesting that they're saying about like sustainability and and things like that like with the earth and things like why why tell us that do you know what i mean yeah it comes down to what you believe and i think this is something we different we're different in our beliefs whereas like you think like the pyramids and stuff were aliens no i no it's it's okay to think that because that's that's a valid thought process if they're actually if they're actually thousands and thousands of years ahead of us then that wouldn't be outrageous that they came and helped with that you know what's really funny what because <laughs> i just don't see how like and i don't know the specific scientifics behind it yeah but like how can these people that don't have computers don't have calculators mm. don't have like angles or anything get like the pyramids built exactly to like the pie of the sun or yeah. whatever it is so wait i'm not done <laughs> But, like, how do they, like, get that built exactly right to where it was built to the, to the like, millimeter or something that they said? But you know what's funny? Someone said this, and I don't know where I got this from, but they're like, isn't that funny that, like, maybe the Egyptians were just really smart and now we're just like, you couldn't have done that. Yeah, I think there's two things here is that the, the Egyptian is one of the first, the Egyptian civilization, and that is one of the first, like, uh, forms of civilization and government and community that is similar to what we have now so it's when they kind of went from being unorganized and tribal and that sort of stuff to being a town with a queen and all that sort of stuff and like i said africa had the first kings and queens before the rest of the world world did and that was egypt so they probably were intelligent they probably had mathematicians and philosophers and all that sort of stuff in that time but like to the gram millimeter this is the thing though yeah that's true but my answer and it's probably a bit more like 
brutal and gruesome than you want to hear, but the answer is slave labor. <laughs> like they had a heap of slaves and they just killed, they just were happy for you to work for nothing and die building these pyramids. And they were okay to take 50 years to build a pyramid because, and, and if you died working, they didn't care because you're a slave. Yeah, so, but <laughs> how did they get the pyramid so perfect? Because they do it brick by brick. No, but how did they know where to put the bricks? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know the mathematics of it pointing exactly to the axis. Of I can't whatever. remember what. I don't I know got... if it does. No, it does. That's the point. That's what they have to bank that one. I personally think that when people say, "How did they do the pyramids? How did fifty men lift these massive sandstone blocks or whatever?" Well, obviously that's slaves. That's the slaves that's who lifted the them up. That's but the... I'm saying, yeah. how did they know where to put them? How did they get it to the exact degree of the sun by something like I can't remember? Yeah. Where, like, you know what I mean? I can't remember what axis of the sun it was but the point is that it's so perfectly done yeah. and angled that how would they know that back then where to put them not how they built them yeah well, i don't think I aliens think when came... you look at the aztecs who and the incas who built similar pyramids but slightly different that's what shows me that it's not aliens it's just humans figuring stuff out at roughly the same time in their evolution how do you know it wasn't aliens who did that because if they're if they're aliens, it'd have to be different aliens. Because the Aztecs pyramids are built more like staircases, and the Egyptian pyramids are flat, and it doesn't make sense what? that they'd be so vastly different in those two cultures. It, what makes sense to me is that these two cultures existing at roughly the same time have evolved and figured out if we build one really big square base and then go slightly smaller as we go up, we get to a peak at the top. Yeah. And they've done. I I, I just no. don't. I don't think the aliens did that. That's I'm my not view saying that. that they. They taught them how to build a pyramid. I'm saying that how did they know to put it to that exact axis of the sun and that it's exactly in line to the millimeter to what, you know, like to a right angle. That's something angle. we'll have to look into and go into more detail because I reckon we're getting off track with that. No, it, it, no. the whole topic of this is, is did aliens yeah. come to see us? That's the topic. So this, I think they did, but I don't think they did for the pyramids. That's where I sit. Uh, but... I'm not, but you're, you're arguing a different point. You're saying like, you're saying, or oh, how did they build the pyramids? They just got people to put a pyramid together and they yeah. made that there was a square on the bottom, which went to a peak at the top. I know that they could have figured that out easily, but I'm saying the pyramids were made so exact, like mathematical wise, whatever that word mm. is. What's that word? Mathematical. I don't think, math- I think, I don't know what word you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> like math wise. It was made so perfect and apparently there was some kind of... Um, I watched a documentary once and I probably should find that again. I just don't know which one it was. But it was it was made so perfectly to like, you know, oh, like the axis of the sun which made it do this to the centimetre that they're all perfectly to, mm. um, you know, in line with the equator or something. How would they know that? It was a made apparently in line with something as well, which how would they know where the equator is in ancient Egypt? You know, are you Googling it? I am Googling it because I don't know if it does line up with anything. It does. That's the whole point. I'm saying if... That's the thing I I don't know. So If the the question is, did ancient Egyptians know how to like put like bricks together to make a peak at the top? Yes, they Mm. probably did. My argument is, and they wouldn't have needed alien interference for that. My question is is it was made so meticulously correct and in yeah. line with things and in line so, with the sun. So what were, if anyone out there played Age of Empires growing up. What is that? <laughs> it's, a, it's a game. You played the, girls played the Sims, 
Boys played Age of Empires. They don't know what they All said. the blokes <laughs> listening will understand. Girls played The Sims. Lame. Boys play Age of Empires. That's how it works. Basically, you're underestimating how like revered the kings and queens were. So now we like Prince Philip dies, memes are out within ten minutes. Back then, the queen or King Ramses the second, who is who the Great Pyramids built after, dies. They mourn for two years and they cry about it for two, three, four, five years. It's like a big deal. So, in term, I know you're saying like the math, the mathematics of it being built they wouldn't be allowed to be anything other than perfect with their the way they put it together, basically. So there probably is research into why it's on this specific angle or whatever, and it needs to be built that way so he's in touch with the gods or something. Remember, these people worship the sun thinking the sun was a god. It's a very early civilization. Silly billies. Well, who knows? Maybe we're silly billies now about what we believe. <laughs> okay. That's another day as well. But, yeah, basically it's... It's kind of been like scientifically proven that it wasn't done by aliens. No. But that's me who who believes science and we've had plenty of arguments about that as well. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, they made them like that because they were whipped and beaten if they didn't get it exactly right. And eventually you're going to take you're going to be meticulous and get it right because you don't want to die. Yeah, that's but basically How did they know that? Well, they not. had math then. They were the first civilizations. Not one of the, they were one of the first civilizations to have some form of a language in terms of hieroglyphics and things like that. So they're smart people. They're, 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 mm. it's, we're starting to get civilization where we write things down, where we have kings and queens, where people have jobs. But that's where, my point. They're just starting in civilization. Yeah. So how are they that smart? Well, someone had to be first to figure out math. <laughs> <laughs> you know, was, it might have been them you know what I mean like, like a lot of the ancient philosophers in ancient Greece and ancient Rome and all that sort of stuff a lot of their quotes we still all talk about and use today so those people there was very smart people back then they just lived for 30 years old and died of syphilis and stuff That's, <laughs> <laughs> so their life was kind of crap but they were still smart I mean these people then might have been smarter than they are now they just didn't have as much knowledge around them I guess okay. um, so yeah so you're saying that you think aliens have come here, but yes. you don't think they came here for that or the, the pyramids specifically. I'm very confident aliens have come here to the point where oh, I course. would put money on the fact that they have. Um, and we know that with the UFO release um, of that footage. That's what I was going to bring up. Yes. So in that documentary, is mm. that where you got it from? So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, in that, yeah. it, I mean, you've seen it other places too, but in that well, documentary, it yeah. touched on the fact that we've, got video cameras yeah. of ufos and these people in fighter jets um were they the uh air force yeah the air force these air are force. classified video that the air force had and suppressed for years yeah and then of all people guess who busted it uh that guy from blink 182 Tom <laughs> from blink 182 started a a alien <laughs> research academy he's my kind of man yeah <laughs> and you've got to think like so this is a guy who wrote a song called aliens exist i did in like 2001 or something on his album he's always believed in aliens if you ever watch any podcasts or interviews with the other guys from blink they all talk about how he was like insane about aliens and stuff so he's spent all his life's money and earnings from being in probably the biggest rock band to ever exist to oh that's probably controversial but that's another thing that's another podcast he spent all his money on oh, creating this academy and basically what he would do is get relationships with people who had left the FBI and left the CIA <gasps> and use his relationships with them to 
get classified documents and basically pressure the government to release them. And he got that that video released and it's two fighter jets watching a clear UFO and it's not just the video, it's them talking to each other. Yeah. Like we get action and this and this is not like some hoax video that you find online it's, as it, or flying saucer and some guys filmed it on his phone it's classified like this has been air force yeah, vid footage it was suppressed because they didn't want people to know about it and now it's out but this is my question <laughs> yeah why don't you want us to know about it like you know about something if you don't want us to know exactly about right. it right yeah you know what i mean and and there's all sorts of stuff happening in the government right now which is also in the documentary we watched where lots of people who are coming out yes. of the government are now saying hey it's time to tell people about this before something happens that's yes, bad. Exactly. Yeah. They I and this is my thing as well with this documentary. Yeah. Seeing all these like people come out, all these higher up like officials and all that yeah. like come out and say, Of course they've come here, that kind yes. of thing. Why would they lie? Yeah. Why would they lie? Be- yeah. They're they're coming out and saying this now because they're ready to put the pressure on yes. the American government to bring their information out. And they would have the biggest target sort of thing on their back. Mm -hmm. Why would they lie about this? Like, why would they come out now and lie? Like, um, like that guy, what's his name from like the original, the guy who like wanted his identity. Oh, no, it's, he's like the famous alien guy that he had like a, um, his face was blurred and everything because he didn't want people to know who he was. I should have really researched. I uh, don't nod at me, you nerd. No, I know what you mean. It's it's someone who oh. has something to lose by having his opinion out there. And this was ages ago. This was like back, yeah, back in the day. And he came out and was like, I think it was about the Roswell thing. Roswell. I'm pretty Roswell, yeah. whatever yeah. Um, thing. And he came out and he had to have his face blurred. And like I think I think they changed his voice because they didn't want him. No, yeah. he didn't want. He would. He's like, I'm pretty much gonna die. If, well, like, look what I, I like. Completely flipped the switch. But this is a country that, like, horrible man as he is, you know, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Come on, he didn't kill himself. Okay, you're taking my podcast in a completely different. <laughs> I'm direction. just saying, this is a country where if you speak out against uh, specific things that the government wants their people to know, you go mysteriously missing. Which is another podcast we can we can go through that conspiracy theory, but. It is. It does happen. You do go missing if you are uh, if you tend to speak out against what the agencies want um, yeah. people to know, and and uh, he is understandably worried that if he gives classified information, he'll be suicided, as they call it. <laughs> so I just googled trying to find this guy's name because it's going to annoy me, and I googled like anonymous guy who talks about aliens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing came up. I'm just can't find it. It's all good. We, we, yeah, but. He's as soon guy, as like anyone yeah. who's into aliens, as soon as I say his name, you're going to know who it is, but, and that's yeah. going to annoy me. Um, but yeah, like, why would you now come out if you're like yeah. retired from such a high position and be like, I think there was a part in the documentary where they were like, Oh, so do you think this or whatever? Yeah, of course. Like, They're of course like, they'd be. And they weren't even being like controversial. They were talking about it as if it was normal for them to say that because obviously in their circles it is. Yeah. Uh, Roswell as well, which you mentioned earlier, case in point, why is it? Why do you get shot on sight if you walk into Roswell? Facts. Exactly. Why is there exclusion zones for two kilometers around that place? But if you go to a regular, uh, your regular military camp, 
you go right up to the fence and then you can go in the, you know, you go the fence line where the actual property starts is where the security starts. But you go to Roswell and it's two kilometers away from the actual entrance. But it's also just funny that like whoever it was, was like, oh yeah, like it was obviously like I saw an alien and then like, oh no, it was a parachute or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As, you can't. Some of them were really funny. It's worth watching to see some of the the excuses that the government came out with, which is funny. I, I think a big reason why we see these people come out now and say, hey, it's time to tell um, the public about this. I think the reason that they're doing that now is because it's the age we live in. The information's more freely available. Yeah. Smartphones are now 4K quality. Eventually, something's going to get filmed that they're not going to be able to explain. It'd be yeah. pretty easy in the 60s if you had True. An, if you had an alien encounter for the mayor to go on the TV and say, you know, Joe Smith from down the road is insane. He hasn't seen an alien. It was just a weather balloon. And everyone yeah. would go, oh, yeah, I believe the mayor. But now people don't trust their government as much. They don't trust all the information they hear as much. And a 4K video is a bit more convincing than your prime minister telling you something, you know? Yeah, but you're right. Like, and I don't know if this... Like, I just remember, like, even a few years ago, mm. there was this situation in some place in America where yeah. all these people had these lights show. They recorded it, and it was... um all these people had camera footage on their phones from the same night. Yeah. If you remember. Do you remember that? I do. And they said it was something like a, a electricity station malfunctioning or something. or something, which it very well could have been. It looked like it could have been that. But this is what I'm saying. Eventually something Something's will happen. Yeah. When they, and you know the meme, caught in 4K or whatever it is. That's. I don't it, know that meme. Oh, that's basically when you get caught doing something you shouldn't be doing and you got no way of getting out of it. Oh, so that's going to be the government. 4K. Yeah, yeah. That's going to happen to them at some point. Someone's going to get their Apple iPhone 18 out and they're going to film something in super zoomed in 4K and, and they're it. not going to be able to... Yeah, it's going to happen. So they might as well get ahead of the game and do what you do if you're a good marketer and good at PR, control the narrative, let people have the information and go from there. So here's another... Yeah. Here's a theory. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. Go. What if... We don't want them to come here. Like, what if they're hiding it for us for a reason? Because maybe it's not going to be civil. I do you know what I mean? I also, for me, if they're advanced enough beings to show up here, but we're not advanced enough to show up there, then they're ahead of us in whatever yes. race of development there is. Which says to me, if they'd like to end us, then they could. They probably could already. Yeah, fair. I have a feeling that if you walk past an ant's nest, unless the ants bite you, you're not going to kick that nest over or something. Do you know what I mean? You're just going to, you don't go around looking. I feel like if but these, if these aliens can get all around the universe and there is, it is infinite and there is exponential life everywhere, then we would be 0.0001% of what they could talk to and interact with. Well, then why keep coming back? But the thing is, over the course of our history, actual provable mm. sort of... It's pretty rare that it happens. But you were saying that we couldn't have ca captured it back then, so maybe it's more than we know. Yeah, for sure. And maybe they're able to get around and see lots of things. But I feel like we're not a big enough threat yet. And the fact that every encounter has been about saving the planet and doing things the right way, it tells me that maybe they're good guys and they've yeah. seen it happen elsewhere. And they drop in and... But the fact they don't come back is they don't care. There's plenty of things to it, though. Like, what if... 
okay, take that for example. I'm, I'm just riffing here. But <laughs> what if... What <laughs> you if, before we started. I'm not going to talk much. What if <laughs> you that, now. What if that... <laughs> talks you, more than me. You've got me started on aliens. What if, <laughs> what if that is their main message? To what look after our planet? Does that suit all of our governments? No. So maybe they don't want us to know that they're coming here and warning us. To tell us us that because they don't want... And that's a whole other thing. I'm not going to go here and preach about climate change. I'm not Greta Thunberg or whatever her name is. But if if you believe or don't believe in that, that's your prerogative, not mine. Um, But, you know... That's kind of a theory, I guess. If if that's what they actually are coming here to say to our government, yeah, maybe they don't want us to know that because that changes the way industry works. You know? Yeah, you're not wrong. I didn't actually think about it like that. But that's one of a billion things yeah. that it could be. I'm just, yeah, I'm not saying that's a pretty boring outcome to be honest. If it is that, I just think if they wanted to crush us, they could have crushed us. Yeah, but yeah, and I, I don't. Again, I don't know who said this or where I heard it from, but. It was saying something along the lines of like, why are you scratching your beard? Because it's itchy. Oh, I thought you were telling me something. <laughs> no. I was like, is this a secret thing I don't know no, about? Just You're just like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I was thinking, I can't remember where I heard it from, um, but it was something along the lines of like, if we as a human race yeah. can't even get along with people of different skin tones yeah how are we going to get along with things from different planets and that are so different to us than just a skin color do you know what i mean yeah i can't remember where i heard that but that just stuck with me it might have been on that documentary well you got to think of it this way if something if these days if you fly into the wrong airspace you get shot out of the sky yeah so what if they're scared that like oh if we come there you're gonna shoot us i don't think they're scared of it i think it's kind of like i mean obviously they've been shot down before because why what else is it roswell but oh yeah but i don't think they're scared of it i think they're just like they they're it's it's kind of like futile and stupid so they stay away from it like if they want come on if they wanted to engage in war with us and they're able to do interstellar travel and get all around the universe which we know is incredibly difficult to do yeah they're obviously going to have the capacity but maybe their society is billions of, of, of years old and it's and it's and and they're they're a hundred generations ahead of us and and they've figured they've, ha- they've gone through all the problems we've gone through with their environment and with racism maybe the reason they all look the same in all the kids drawings is because that's the result of all the different races yeah. breeding together and that's what they look like now. All the same, so that there's no discrimination. And they're like, you don't have to go through this. Well, that will eventually happen to the earth. What? That's another podcast. Well, eventually, that's every- eventually, everyone will be like a caramel brownie colour and all look the same. Uh, what? At Why? some point in the future. Oh, because all the tectonic w- plates are like moving closer. No, and- more just that we'll eventually be able to travel to different countries quicker. I personally believe that at some point in the future, there'll be a global government. Like, I don't think, I think countries. Oh, you think we'll all. You've got to think 400 years ago, there were different countries than there are now. And people own different parts of the world. Like it was countries as we know them is a very recent thing. It's only, it's only like five generations old of certain countries exist. And like, not even that long ago, like borders of countries were different and different You know, yeah, Yeah. that's true. So what I'm meaning is like at some point, you know, we might be able to get to 
you get to Ukraine in two hours by some sort of travel and you're able to go there visa free as long as you've got some chip in you or something you know what I mean and eventually you can have a job in the Ukraine and it's just a different city in the global world I'm saying like at some point surely everyone's just going to intermix and everyone will end up the same color <laughs> I just believe that I just to me that's how it makes sense in genetics actually my high school Bob Lazar Bob, yeah, Bob Lazar. Oh, Bob Lazar. Wait, Bob Lazar? Yeah, that's the guy I was talking about back earlier ago when I was trying to get his name that he he was all talking about aliens and um, he's, he was trying to be like anonymous and he was talking about Bob Lazar. That's the guy's name I was trying to think about. Um, yeah, that's Bob Lazar. Oh my gosh. So I, was, I needed to find that out. Otherwise it was going to kill me. Bob Lazar. Yeah, he's a bit... That shit, but <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, that's the guy. So, that, yeah, I don't remember what context his in the- which. Yeah, his theories are a bit out there. Well, I think he's a bit not all there. But what theories did he have? Well, the things that he talks about are like secret societies and things like that. Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why but are you more, laughing? More so that we already have established and continued contact with aliens now. Yeah, what's wrong with that? That's not out there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you reckon? I think that that it's hidden from us as a general population. But I, I think, think if we had contact with aliens, I think it'd be hidden from world leaders as well. Who knows then? Who has the contact? I think that your FBI and CIA people know more than the president does, for example. Huh? What? Hmm. What? Explain. So the people... Do you really think that you'd tell Donald Trump if you knew there were aliens that you talked to? Because he would use that to get some clout on Twitter. Yeah, well, Donald Trump's a pretty bad example. Oh, actually, that's your point, isn't it? (laughs) I'm saying that I feel like there are things that presidents and prime ministers don't get told that people in high positions would know about. Actually, didn't they say that on the documentary? I think they might have, yeah. I think one of the higher-up people who were in some kind of... He did. Mi- he said yes. not even the president, president knows President knows this. this. Yeah. That's what he said. And he'd come out and been... And they asked him a straight-up question about it, and he was just like, yeah, it's happened, or yeah, they've yeah, been, yeah true, of course. True, true. That's what he said. He yeah. said not even these people know about that. You're right. Yeah. I just burped a little bit. Sorry. That's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and and there's no there's no actual way that we are the only living things out there. Like mm. I'm sorry, but we're not. And who knows where we're up to? Like maybe there's. I reckon there's a whole bunch of planets, and this is just obviously my thinking, but I reckon there's a whole bunch of planets out there that have like just microorganisms and there's no actual like people like us or like things like that. And they're just bacteria that are alive. I still think that's classified as a living thing if it's living, you know what I mean? But yeah. like, and then I think there's a whole bunch of um, uh, like planets out there that have different kinds of living things that yeah. maybe not us, maybe not aliens, maybe not microorganisms, but different living things. But that begs the question, why have we only seen things that look like the stereotypical aliens that we see with the rugby eyes and the short little things, the yeah. skinny little things? Why have we only seen them? In the context of the universe, I think the when you, if you believe in Big Bang and that sort of stuff, I think maybe we're fairly young in our journey. And these guys just might be the first to get to the point where they can get around and say hello to everyone. Say hello. G'day, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe they're the first to do it. Maybe we'll see other ones pop up in... 10,000 years time. Yeah, true. And this is another thing as well. Like 
so I remember, I think it was actually Kendall's YouTube video mm. a while ago, but she yeah. talked about crop circles. Yes. And she was saying on there that like, there was, they did tests and studies how like, there's no way that um, we could have made crop circles overnight. Yeah. Like apparently these people went out and tested it. And this group of people tried to make crop circles to see if we could make it overnight. Yeah. And apparently we couldn't. So like a crop circles a way that they're communicating with us or is that just us? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you had a farm and you were able to do crop circles. But that's the point. You can't. I would do it. <laughs> I would mess with people and do it. No, but but the point is that they'd gotten a whole bunch of people to yeah. try. Like, you couldn't do it yourself overnight. Sure, who, who, I get Yeah, You know what I mean? So they're they, too perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they'd gotten, you know, I don't know how many people. I'm just off the top of my head, like 20 to 25, 30, I don't know, people, 15, I don't know, a whole bunch of people to try and make this crop circle in one night and 30 people couldn't. How could one farmer and a few Surely mates... Surely you could just put a stick in the middle with a rope and then you would walk out till the rope was tight and then you just walk in a straight line and cut and then it would be a perfect circle. But it's not perfect circles. They've done intricate... Ah, uh, designs. ...designs with faces and 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 geographic... Ge- shapes yeah. <laughs> i don't know what to say but like they've done like you can do some some people can do some pretty cool talented stuff but th- this is what they're saying they tested it to see if they could do it in one night and they couldn't did they test it with artists or did they test it with just normal people so i'm saying oh, i don't know like like i'm sure that i couldn't sit down and like play a song on the piano that someone else could play straight away but a, a concert pianist could sit down and do it yeah yeah, but like, I don't know. What if you're just a farmer and you have crops and you live in like hillbilly America, right? Why do you target hillbilly America? Because <laughs> they're funny. But hillbilly <laughs> America, what are you doing all day after you're farming? Drinking beer and thinking, I'm going to trick the news. What if you're just really good at making things out of your crops? You've grown up do- doing your crops. <sighs> I have no comeback to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually agree with you. I was just messing with you. I think, yeah, crop circles to me are an indication that something has to be doing it because they're so they are so intricate. Did you hear about that message that we sent out to the aliens? I did hear that. Yeah, and it came back with nothing, didn't it? No, it came back with a response. Yeah, it's called the Arecibo, Arecibo. Yeah. I'm looking at it. I just don't know how to say it. Um, is it like an interstellar radio message that we sent out that carried basic information about like humanity and earth. And apparently it was sent out to a cluster of stars in the yeah. universe in like 1974 or something. Um, I'm, I honestly, to be completely honest, read that off Wikipedia. Yeah, sure. So that's, it could be wrong. <laughs> it could be wrong. But Wikipedia got me through high school. It can't be wrong. <laughs> I didn't even... <laughs> You, I didn't do anything in high school. I didn't even get to Wikipedia stage. I yeah, just didn't yeah. do anything. Um, but yeah, so it was like a, it was like, can you see that, that I'm showing you? Yeah. So basically, if you don't know what their Arcebo message is, I'm looking at it now and it looks like, like a Tetris game, if you would say. The way that goes, the, the signal that's being sent out would be read left to right across that. And that would be different inputs across that. Yeah. But if you see here, so yeah, this it look, apparent- it looks like an well yeah so that's meant to be us so yeah. there's a picture of like yeah like a pixelized human yeah, yeah, yeah right and then above it i think is a strand of our dna or yeah. like we've we've shown them how our dna yeah. is set up and then i think this is 
um, oh, I don't remember what it is. Um, yeah. But it, it gives us information about the earth and yes, I can't... It, it's, it's something for them to interpret. Yes. And then we apparently got a message back. Yeah. Which had like the typical look of what we think is an alien in the replace of where the pixelated human is. Um, then above that, they did like what their DNA is supposed to yeah. look like. Like, do you reckon it's a hoax? Oh, probably, but it's fun to pretend it's not. Cause there's <laughs> a, there's a thing that it was, a, the reply was a hoax. I'm pretty sure. Someone else could have intercepted it and sent it back or someone else has to send back knowing the frequency. Yeah. yeah. That's a tough one. I feel yeah. like I feel like when it comes to aliens, there are so many things that are fake, like ninety nine point nine percent are fake, and the only way to have some real belief and be a believer is when you see things that are undoubtedly not fake, like the like the classified footage from the fighter jets. You can YouTube that and have a look at it. It's clearly not fake. It clearly exists. So this was their reply. Sorry to interrupt, but like that's the little alien. That's apparently their DNA. I don't know what the rest of it means, but like they sent back Yeah. Our message but with their info. Yeah. I mean it could be, but I, that's what I'm saying, I feel like there's so much falsehoods out there that the only way to believe it for me is something that I can look at and go, Yeah, that's real. And this is the thing, I think before I watched that documentary there was like all these things like that where you're like, mm, could be real, could yeah. not be. Crop circles, could be real. Well, your belief in aliens is stuff like, oh, they probably exist because the universe is so big. But then it's not really any proof telling you that. Yeah. And but then you look at... This movie has proof. Then you look at me. this movie and mm. it's got like the video yeah. of the fighter jets finding that black UFO or whatever. But the interesting thing as well, and this is what... And again, we're not going to go into this... But like back when the whole C word happened last year, ending in vid. Oh yeah, you can say that. <laughs> COVID. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm gonna get like shadow banned. <laughs> shadow banned. Saying COVID. <laughs> you know, they limit my story views every time I say COVID on my Instagram. Yeah, because you're sharing conspiracy. No, go on. <laughs> this is literally sharing a you're conspiracy. Sharing those conspiracies you send to me. Yeah, go on though. <laughs> this is literally a conspiracy. Um, but they. Oh, now I forgot what I was going to say. You lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. But they actually legitimately confirmed that that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they were like, yeah, that's that's true. But, like, they did it in the midst or midst or whatever of every... Whatever. Of the whole thing. So, I think that they were, like, sidetracking from what was actually happening. But they were like, oh, yeah, it's true. But then no one was like, hey, the government just confirmed that there's aliens out there. And that's a UFO. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, so... I think it's a big quinky dink that these kids were describing all the same thing. And what are you looking for? <laughs> oh, we just, yeah. Nothing really. Well, I'm just doing some research. Okay. Well, <laughs> you look like a bit of a lost puppy. Um, so I just think it's funny that all these kids are describing the exact same thing, that these aliens, they describe them looking the exact same way. And they came back and interviewed the same, ki- same kids from that day that where the aliens landed 30 years later and everyone was just like, it yeah. happened to me. Look, to, to, to wrap up the alien discussion, because I think we've waffled on for over an hour now. Yeah. Um, I could I'll talk about aliens you, Yeah, I'll leave the people with well, a story from closer to home. Hold on, this is you my podcast. You can finish podcast. the podcast. I'm just going to leave them from my voice okay. <laughs> with this. 
Another story happened in Melbourne. What? Which is exactly it's 1966. It was in the video, the movie we watched. Oh, well, very similar to the Zimbabwe story. Okay. This is two opposite sides of the world at a school. In 1966, over 300 children and staff from a Melbourne school reportedly witnessed multiple multiple UFOs flying through the sky before landing in a nearby field. You're right. They did say that. It was at the Westall High School, which is a high school. Um, they claimed there were saucer-like objects. Most people saw three. Some people only saw one. That's the only discrepancy in their stories when they split up. Okay. Some saw three. Some saw one. So what happened was a uh, American doctor went out there to find out what happened. Um, and he spoke to the principal or science teacher called Andrew Greenwood, who witnessed the event. He recorded it himself uh, describing their meeting and the details that Greenwood gave about his experience. Greenwood told me the UFO was first brought to his attention by a hysterical child who ran into the classroom and told him there was a flying saucer outside. <laughs> he thought the child was deranged, so he didn't take any notice. But then when the child insisted, he went outside and saw it for himself. Ooh. He noticed a group of children looking in the northeast area of the, of the grounds and he saw a UFO hovering close to the power line what he described was a round silver object about the size of a car with a metal rod sticking up in the air which when we watched the movie everyone drew and said they were a saucer (gasps) around the size of a car sometimes the size of three cars obviously that's people's interpretations with a singular antenna coming up out of it they all looked the same and then this happened in australia halfway across the world the same and it's the same he called it the most amazing flying he'd ever seen, the way it was flying around in the air. The planes are doing everything to avoid collision and they didn't crash into each other. Every time they got too close to an object, they would slowly accelerate, then rapidly accelerate, blah, blah, blah. They were just putting on a show. Well, this is the thing because a lot of them were saying like it moves in ways that aren't from humans. Like they change direction on like a dime. Remember yeah. they were saying that in the documentary? They were like, it's not like... Um, when those fighter jets, because in the video, they were chasing this UFO and they were like, we had to do a turn and it would take us ages to turn around and to the left. But this thing was changing on the axis of like a 90 Which degree means angle. it has a 30, 360 degree propulsion and coming didn't out someone of it. Whereas say, a plane just has one area, one way that it propels. Yes. Propels. And, and didn't mm. they say at some point, someone said, again, I don't take my word as a the Bible, but like, didn't they say like, we don't have that we don't have that's not human yeah and they said that the material of the thing isn't human either they were yeah. saying so yeah. they were saying that's not of our of our thing anyway what are you saying well basically um what happened was the uh, headmaster told the children to uh, shut up or they'd be severely punished if they ever talked about it um then the royal australian air force contacted the headmaster and the headmaster went underground after the That's conversation right. with the Royal Australian Air Force. Um, there have been several claims from witnesses that sharply dressed men in black suits visited them and warned them from speaking about the incident. Yeah, and that All was... All the same consistency with the rest of the world. And that was in the documentary too. So I just think it's funny... Watch it. That's that, basically like, the... Watch the documentary yeah. because I just think it's funny that all these people say, the, you know, the same thing from different things of things. I think that that documentary just kind of confirmed to me that like all these people couldn't lie. Like, and if they did, they're really bloody convincing liars. So watch the documentary. And basically I've answered none of your questions in this podcast. I've just presented you with more ones. So but that's what good discussions about facts. Okay. I think we're going to leave it here. Um, in the future, I want to do more like true crime and, and actual cases. And maybe we'll talk about something else with an alien thing, but I think that was a pretty good discussion. 
What about you? I think for people, it gives you an insight into what you know you and I sort of think about that sort of stuff. Facts. And if they want more, they can ask you about it. And I'm sure you'll point them in the right direction. The phenomenon. The phenomenon. <laughs> Thanks. That's why you're here. Go read it. Go watch it. Sorry. Watch it. Do your research. Look at this sort of stuff. It's interesting. You don't have to be crazy to believe some of the stuff in this movie. You'll feel a bit more yeah. adjusted after you watch this I if think, you do believe. I think that almost confirmed it for me. Like I had, yeah. like, you know, I thought aliens had been here before and all that stuff, but that confirmed it. Anyway, let's leave it there. It's 1 a.m. for us. <laughs> so let's go to bed. But for wherever you are in the world, um, have a great day. If you're having breakfast, make it a good one. Have a good night. If you've gone to the gym, have a good session. If you're at home, have a good dinner. I don't know, but I depart you here. (laughs) Anyway, okay, see you later, alligators. (laughs) That's all I have for now. (laughs) Okay, cut.